Welcome to Have Hope Will Travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson, and today we're here with Leonard McDonald. Leonard has graciously been willing to come on and chat about race, um, and he's been willing to talk about the things that don't normally get talked about. So Leonard, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, I am so glad that you are willing to share your story because I think that we've got a lot to learn from you. And I also want to include the disclaimer that you offered to come on and talk about the like the more controversial things about race, um, because I don't want people just thinking they can start conversations like this with any old person in their life. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not the norm, <laughs> but I try to help nav- navigate, you know, because they are important conversations to have. They are for sure. And I'm so glad that you're willing to help us with them. Mm-hmm. So first of all, let's chat about what has racism looked like for you in your life? Um, it's, it's shown itself in a number of areas, you know, um, as a child, you know, just, you know, being looked at a certain way by other adults that I just didn't understand at the time until I got older, Mm -hmm. um, in stores and business at work, you know, it, it shows up everywhere. Um, and after a while, you just kind of just get used to it Mm -hmm. in a sense, like it, it happens and you, you acknowledge it. Yeah. But it just doesn't stay with you. Um, mm. But you know what? What I'll give my disclaimer. Um, I'm not typical. Sure. <laughs> so, so for me, this is this has been the case for me, and I know for others, they it's not something that they overlook. You know, mm. Some other some other people, they it becomes something that sticks out, yeah. and and they're ready to actively call it out and things like that. Okay. So how has your experience in the States been different than what you've experienced in other places that you've traveled? Oh man. So like I said, you kind of get used to it in a sense where like, like I said, you acknowledge it, but it's not something that sticks out. And I remember my first international trip, I went to Venice Mm -hmm. and it was so odd to me because it seemed like every, everyone there that wasn't of color just kind of they were like they were excited to see me that was really weird <laughs> it just kind of I was I was thrown a bit and I remember distinctively when I was at um in St. Mark's Square heading to the Doge's Palace that um there was a lady that was in line with us and she was talking about like she was like oh like she seemed extremely happy to see me <laughs> mm-hmm. and she was saying oh wow where you're from and she's like, yeah, these great things, like all these great things. And she's like, well, um, we're over here in this hotel, in this room. And in my mind, I'm like, wait, like it's not safe to give out that much information. Yeah. And I just felt, I felt uncomfortable because of how comfortable she felt around me. Mm. Um, so it was really weird. And I was like, man, I want to go everywhere internationally now. <laughs> right? <laughs> because, because it was a completely different feeling that I never experienced before. Mm. Um, like a welcoming in a sense. Yeah. Celebrated. You know, I was like, oh man. Wow. <laughs> so that, for me. that I'm sure that would be just mind blowing to not be expecting that and then to receive it. And then like for me hearing that it's heartbreaking because yeah. I want you to feel welcomed everywhere you go. And it's sad for me to know that that's not your reality. Right. Yeah. It, 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 it's so when I came back, I was telling you to go to Venice. <laughs> like, Venice is amazing, right? <laughs> yeah, it was all I talked about for about a good month. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. yeah. So, what are some struggles that you faced um, living as a black man in the United States? Um, it's 
it's a it's it's jarring because there's a distinct difference mm. um and for me like like I was saying like my perspective is a lot different than other people but for me I I recognize the difference but I don't necessarily um pinpoint it to everyone yeah you know I I pinpoint it to the individual you know mm -hmm. um and it's like oh okay wow that was you know, I got I got pulled no, I wasn't pulled over I was I was in Kinko's um I had been there for about an hour and I was working on something I think I was 17 at the time and um it was a it was a neighborhood where it there's a it has a past of being a racist area mm -hmm. uh, city <laughs> excuse me and some cops came in and said I fit the description of someone who just robbed the bank and I'm like I caught the bus there <laughs> I'm like <Yeah>. like how <laughs> like I don't even I've been in here you know the whole time and and how do I fit and how do you, you think I fit the description from outside like I haven't even been out right. there in like an hour um and so a, a clerk actually you know who was nearby and was saying well yeah he's been here for an hour <laughs> like, yeah he, he hasn't even been out mm -hmm. and so that was uh the only reason why they didn't take me wow take me out because they, it, they they were getting a bit aggressive so wow it was, it was very very strange <laughs> i want to know like what was the description like black shirt like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know <laughs> they never said it was just like you took the description oh. and just robbed the bank and i'm like where's the money <laughs> like, I, I all I have is a notebook. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was very strange. Very odd. Wow. Yeah. So a lot has come to light in the last couple of years about race. I live in Minneapolis. So where George Floyd was murdered, where Dante Wright was murdered, um, a lot has come to light. And I know that they're not the only ones. Like we've heard stories, a lot of stories over the last year and a half or so. And I know that they've existed a long time before that. What does it look like to move forward from where we are right now? Um, I think conversations like this help, um, but multiple conversations because everyone's perspective is different. So yeah. it's easy to have conversations with me. That would be a difficult conversation with someone else. Sure. But I think one of the biggest things in my community that people, they just don't trust it. They think mm -hmm. there's something behind it or, or a popular thought is, is you should know or you should understand. And if you don't, it's just because you don't want to. Mm. Um, and I don't necessarily co-sign that because like I get where they're coming from, mm -hmm. but I think a, a lot of times, you know, it is a, a it's just unaware, yeah. you know? And so how do you seek something out that you're unaware of? Mm. You know, just because it's blatantly obvious to us, it's blatantly obvious to us because it's happening to us. Sure. And so it's, it's, having those conversations to first understand where people who like you who want to know and who want to help and, and assist and, and change things like understanding where they are what they've seen and, and where they just kind of what they know already and don't expect mm -hmm. them to know everything mm. yeah. yeah I like that and I know that that's something that I've run into a number of times because I've I feel like I know a fair amount, but I've still never experienced it. And so recognizing there is always going to be more for me to learn. 
And mm. part of being supportive is messing up, is realizing I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm going to do the wrong thing. How do I quickly own it and apologize? And mm. so that we can move forward. I think you do a good, you've done a good job of that. You know, you, you, you say things and you remind me of myself. I'm, I'm constantly trying to make sure I, I, that whatever I say has been addressed. Like, okay, I'm going to say these things, but I want to make sure that it's not taken like this. <laughs> and that's, that's all you can really do. And after that, yeah. it's, it's really up to the individual, you know, mm-hmm. like there's, there's really nothing more than you can, that you can do than that. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So let's go there. What's been supportive to you? What is supportive for you? So I'll bring up uh, the NFL, you know, with the kneeling, you know, it's the most interesting thing to me with that was because there was such an outrage about it and how it's disrespectful. And so, you know, Colin Kaepernick actually spoke to someone in, you know, some, some people in the military and they, and they were the ones who said, well, if you kneel, you wouldn't be disrespecting the flag, mm. you know? And so it was very, it was interesting to see how that news was out there, but no one listened to it. It was like, they wanted to be offended or Mm -hmm. a group, I'll say a group of people just wanted to be offended. And um, so that's, that's from my perspective. But another story that, that a friend of mine told me was about, you know, the Star Spangled Banner, the, the, like how like so many soldiers died just to hold up the flag Hmm. and they were the bodies were piled up from them dying to keep the flag up and so having that perspective added in there okay now I understand a little more why there's this reverence for the flag that I didn't have at the time sure but but also let's let's look that it's not against the flag it's just against the country not living up to what it stands for Mm. And it's mm-hmm. just asking for some unity to fix the problem. It's no attacking or anything. Yeah. And then you just, you have people who just don't want the unity. Like mm-hmm. those people exist. Those people exist on both sides. Yeah. You know? And so that that was um, something that I felt was, was powerful for me to know, to really understand what made the flag so important to begin with. Because yeah. it was a huge pile of bodies holding up the flag because they kept going to to hold it up but at the same time like this is a real thing that's happening to a group of people so Mm -hmm. i get that that you don't get it not you because i'm just saying in general i get that that people don't get it because it's not happening to them Mm -hmm. but it is happening and so once you have the knowledge that this is something happening i mean it's your choice you can you know put your head in the sand you can write it off or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's happening (laughs) and it's only so long before things escalate to a point where now you know there are casualties on both sides Mm -hmm. just because no one wants to feel ignored and everyone has a threshold before things start to go too far and escalate yeah that's good that's such a good point of of there are people on both sides who don't want the unity and i I know what that looks like on the white perspective, not me personally, but I've got plenty, plenty of people in my life who feel that way. And to recognize like those types of people exist on the other side as well is not something I'd thought about. And I also hadn't heard the bodies thing with the Star Spangled Banner. That was new to me. So thank you for teaching yeah. me that. <laughs> You're welcome. How do you feel? We talked about the NFL a second ago. How do you feel about the two national anthems being played at the beginning of games? I think that any effort to be congratulated as long as as it's real effort Mm -hmm. um 
And if I'm just looking on the, on the surface and what I try to, so let me explain my approach really quickly. Yeah. Like my approach to things is uh, actually a, a short story to kind of, I think this will make it make more sense. Sure. Um, a, a really close friend of mine, <laughs> he told me this story and asked me what I thought. At the end, he told me I'm a psychopath. It's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And what, what, right. <laughs> um, I don't remember it verbatim, but it was something along the lines of there was a, a woman and her sister. Um, I think their mother died. If not their mother, it was a family member, but I think their mother died. And so they had the funeral. And at the reception, you know, the woman um, was kind of down and she was sitting by herself. And, some, and a guy sat with her and they talked. And it was like the most amazing conversation she had in a while. She was feeling uplifted. She got called away briefly, and when she returned, he was gone, mm. and she never saw or heard from him again. And then two years later, she killed her sister, and he said, "Why?" And I was like, "Well, to see him again." Because I'm, mm. I'm just thinking, okay, what made him appear was there was a death in the family, and he sure. was there for that. And he's like, "You're a psychopath," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He said, "Most people." will say, well, maybe, you know, she found out that he was dating her sister and all these other things. And I'm like, but it was that was nowhere in the story, you know? Sure. Like, and he said, well, it's, he said, first of all, it, it, they're not saying you're actually a psychopath <laughs> if, you, mm -hmm. if you say that, but that's the correct answer. But no one says it because they add in things to make it make sense to them. Mm -hmm. And so I, I say that to say, you know, with the on the what the reason why I say on the surface level is because you know you hear so many stories about other things that sometimes something like this appears like just a band-aid to ignore mm -hmm. the real issue. Right. And so I know a lot of people in the community feel that way. Um, me, because I don't I don't have that information <laughs> and I don't right. necessarily see anything that proves that, so yeah. to speak, you know. I'm like, I'm not sure, but at least I can see an effort. Mm. And so since we have an effort, let's, you know, let's celebrate the effort and continue to push forward sure. to, to see how far we can go with this rather than complaining, well, it's, it's really just this and completely ignoring the effort because then sure. what's the point of the effort if you're just going to ignore it? Yeah, I like that. I think that making an effort is the biggest thing that we can do right now and correct me if I'm wrong on that but it's the starting place as we figure out what can we do that actually changes things yeah because anything you do there's going to be someone that feels there's an ulterior motive to it mm. and it's because there's there's a mistrust already there that's planted you know sure. it's it's been planted for generations and then you mm -hmm. have generations who've never experienced it or haven't experienced it at a deeper level Mm -hmm. who take it on and now almost everything they see they see through that lens mm. but the thing is whatever lens you decide to see th things through you're going to see what you're looking for because that's all you're looking for <laughs> you're looking yeah. for a reason to you're looking for something that lines up with your thought process sure so um my my man this was this was probably one of the most shocking experiences I've had when I was doing a delivery for a company that I was working for at the time and I go into the store, it was a drug store. All I did was walk in mm -hmm. and the guy, 
the the man the, I don't know if he's the man he's the assistant manager. Um, I usually made the deliveries there, and this time, you know, he was with someone, and he turned when he saw me, and he, he cursed at me. He was like, "You blanking inward." Yeah. And I just stopped. I was just shocked, and I just turned. I walked out, and I I drove away. Yeah. And I was I was upset. I was like, because there's you you want to lash out. It's all kind of things, but mm-hmm. because I was so shocked, I didn't even really know how like I was processing Mm -hmm. and so I mean I'm not a violent person but at the same time you feel like you know you should have done something you know Mm. or said something sure and I I just you know walked out and left and once I got back to my um to the plant you know he um he, he had called ahead and said that I walked into the store yelling and screaming and cursing and I was just like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and the the funny thing about it is that my um, my DSL, he was like, when he was talking to me, he's like, yeah, but that doesn't even sound like you. You don't even curse. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing that stood out to me about that was he didn't say, because you didn't do it, we're not going to do anything. Which means if that wasn't my character, I would have gotten in trouble, even though I didn't do anything. Wow. Yeah. So there's that. That that's crazy to me. I mean, I hate that I keep being surprised by hearing stories like that, but um oh, I mean you you can't hate it. You, you, <laughs> like you you've experienced things I haven't experienced. You know, it's just life. Sure. We all have different experiences. That's so true. So what do you wish everyone knew when it comes to race? Um, I wish everyone knew we were on the same side mm. um, <laughs> overall, you know, yeah. uh, everyone has different, you know, goals and agendas, but you know, what we could accomplish if we were all to come together is like tremendous. You know, it, 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 there's, there's no limit to what we could do, especially when you look at, you know, just along the way from <laughs> like the stone mm-hmm. age to now, everything we've accomplished with division, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, it, it's interesting, you know, when um, one thing that I, that, I, that I talk about with clients is how the only thing that limits us is ourselves. Mm. And we never really realize what we're limiting ourselves and what we don't accomplish because of that. Because the, the, the United States government, you know, because they were attempting something impossible, which is they, they tried to build an invisible plane, right? That was the goal. <laughs> What sounds impossible, like an invisible mm-hmm. plane. Like, how do you even think to try to build an invisible plane? Mm-hmm. But it's what they tried to do. And because they tried to do that is the reason why they created stealth technology. Mm. So if they never tried it, if they were like, oh, that's impossible or you can't do it, they never would have been able to create stealth technology. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, once they got there, they just realized they didn't have the technology to go any further. But mm-hmm. just understanding that it's like, man, you know, some people are like, okay, we'll never be united. You know, I, we don't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, it it it's all on us. We all have sure. to do our part to do it. You yeah. Know? And sure. and once we once we do it, like the things we would be able to accomplish are amazing. So I just want people to understand that that unity as a whole is really beneficial to everyone a lot more so than than hate and division. Yeah. Yeah. Which just holds us all back. Oh, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that for sure. 
So from your perspective, what is the end goal? What can we accomplish together? I mean, the, the sky is the, the sky isn't even the limit. We've gone you know, out in space. <laughs> so so there, there's no limit. I mean, I'm trying to remember the verse, but I know when they were building the, the tower um, in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, you know it's, it's funny when you actually pay attention to what's being said, they were trying to build a tower to heaven. Yeah. God said that he had to stop them because they would have accomplished it. Mm. And when you step back and think of it, it's like, how? <laughs> like, sure. how can you even do that? Mm-hmm. But for him to say that means that they were in route to doing just that. Sure. So it's like, when you when, when think of Engel, I mean, man, if, if like there are so many issues in the world mm-hmm. that if we were to come together, like, so we have different pockets, different pockets in my world, different pockets in your world. And we're all fighting some sort of fight when it comes to racism. We all have these issues and things that we want to address. And it's like, if we could remove those pockets and now take that time, energy, and effort and now focus it towards other things Mm. that we all need to deal with. Sure. Like, that's a lot more people and manpower and brain power towards actually fixing something for both of us that would Mm -hmm. no longer be just in this this unit of trying Mm -hmm. to battle racism. Mm. That's so good. And you're right. There's power in numbers. And the only way we're going to move forward is by doing it together. That's the whole point of unity. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So how can we honor our friends of color well? Listening. Um, I I think, like you said, like I think, like I said earlier, you you have a good approach because there are conversations with other people that I want to have, but I'm not sure how they'll take it. Mm. And I look at the history of how these conversations are taken. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> you know, like I want to, and I really, I'm genuine, I care, but you may not know that. And so you may take it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And now we're way off where I would like for us to be. And sure. so I think it's, it's taking time like this to, to kind of see, okay, what, what are some things they're already thinking of? Where are they in their thought process? Because everyone mm-hmm. is, is at a different place. Mm-hmm. What can they handle? Sure. You know, what, what are they not ready to talk about? You know, what yeah. may still be hurting them? You know, like yeah. a conversation with me is completely different than a conversation with George Ford's family. Yeah, for you know, sure. Th- that's, that's recent pain. You know, right. they're, they're still dealing with that. Right. You know? And we can't necessarily be upset with them from the way that, for the way that they respond because they're responding from a place of pain. Mm, you know, yeah. Whereas I'm, I'm responding from a place of a, of a clear head because right. I'm not dealing with that pain. Right. But we all know what it feels like to lose someone yeah. and everything is off kilter. You can't think mm-hmm. straight. You can't work straight. Right. Like everything is just off. Yeah. So with the understanding that literally we're all the same, you know, we mm-hmm. all have the same makeup for the most part. Mm-hmm. So let's just take some time to understand where a person is that we want to talk to mm-hmm. and then just ease into it and just mm-hmm. listen, you know, don't, don't listen to respond. Yeah. Just listen to actually take it in and, and digest and mm-hmm. allow the conversation to just flow from there. And I think yeah. that would go a long way because at that point, especially if all you're doing is listening, they can't say you have an ulterior motive because mm-hmm. you're not necessarily 
saying what you want to accomplish or where you want this to go. You're just sure. listening to see where they are. Sure. I like that. Listening to understand versus listening to respond is such a hard distinction, but it's such an important one. Right. And you even mentioned yourself, like there are some people you can't have conversations with, and there are some like questions and comments that are maybe off limits in certain relationships. And -hmm. you had offered to come in and talk about some of those things. And so I asked listeners, you know, what questions did they have that they hadn't felt comfortable asking before? And so I'd Mm -hmm. like to share some of those if that's okay with you. Sure. Cool. So one of them was my friend and I keep my friend of color and I keep missing each other. I feel like I'm being supportive and she says that I'm being performative. How do I handle that? So what I would say, I'm a, I'm a big information person, like data, I'm like collect the data. Mm-hmm. And so just go back and think of the conversations that you've been having with that friend and, and remove what you wanted to get out of it or what you were trying to, to go with it and just try to, as much as you can, put yourself in their position to see how mm-hmm. they've taken it. Sure. And once you, once you do that, it allows you to remove your perspective because you're, you're using your perspective to understand someone else's perspective and it just never works out because your mm-hmm. perspectives are different you know especially yeah. when it comes to um you know uh, people of color mm-hmm. you know like the thought processes are different because the experiences are different sure and we innately feel like you don't understand <laughs> because you haven't had the experiences sure. and and then for others in my community it's you don't understand because you're the one dishing it out while we're the ones receiving it. Sure. So it's really important to under to kind of go back and think of those conversations and see what kind, what could have been the trigger. Mm. And then you can go back and now address it from there and be like, hey, I was thinking about this. I was trying to be in your shoes when you felt this way so I could understand more, but I don't want to jump to conclusions. Right. And this is kind of what I thought, but let me mm-hmm. know if I was wrong because... I see what's going on and I don't like it. Yeah. And you're my friend. So I want to be there for you. Mm. And I think, I think, you know, (laughs) I think that approach is the safest approach because now you're saying like you don't get it. Mm -hmm. You're, and there's no assumption that you're trying to put your ideals on them because you're saying, like, I tried to look at from, look at it from your perspective alone, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to jump to conclusions. So I'm asking you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're coming with a humility instead of a trying to continue to do what you thought was the right thing to do. Right. Yeah. That's good. So how can we honor our friends of color well? Just just being there, you know. There were there were some people in the NFL where um they weren't of color and they knelt as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 those people stood out to me because it wasn't even necessarily like <laughs> I felt like they got it, mm-hmm. but I see, but I was like, I can see that they're with them, mm-hmm. even if they don't get it. Sure. And it was just like, I, I may not get this. I may not understand, but I'm, but I'm, I'm kneeling with you mm-hmm. because we're together in this. Yeah. Um, not to say like, I feel people who didn't, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily think anything negative about them. It's just the others stood out to me and that's what I felt about it. Yeah. You know, with them, I, I mean, I, I never think about it. Cause like I said, I don't like the 
I don't like to just put information in there that I haven't right. gotten. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's no real thought there except mm-hmm. you, know, you know like they have their own feelings. Sure. But if if as long as you're showing up and like you're standing with the person, like what can you do to show that you're standing with them? Because I think mm-hmm. it's a big difference between verbally saying it sure. because it's like okay, it's you can verbally say that, but when something happens, you know, when when I'm out somewhere and people come and they're coming towards me, like, where are you going to be? Mm. And the assumption is that you're going to step aside. <laughs> yeah. You know, just because it because we feel like it's all about us, it doesn't have anything to do with you. So you're not going to sit there and take the brunt of it with us. Mm. But when you show that you're willing to do that, mm-hmm. I think that's a a, a big way for us to start kind of changing the way that we think about it and the way that we think you'll respond in sure. those situations. Sure, sure. Um, somebody else said, I'm sorry for the gut reaction I have when I see someone who looks different than I do. And that's not the kind of reaction I want to have. Do you have any tips on how to overcome that? So it sounds like it's, it's just a, a, an environment you're not used to. Mm. Um, I remember the first time I saw chicken feet. I was, <laughs> I was like, like, oh my. Ooh. And I was only like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and consciously, though, I was like, I don't want to appear as disgusted as I feel because right. I don't want them to feel bad. Yeah. And so I, I tried so hard to eat it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was like, whoo, <laughs> like, yeah. this is, this is going to be tough. Right. And, and I think that's, you have to, you know, begin to put yourself in other environments. Mm. You know, the reason that you feel that way is you're not used to seeing it, which is a normal reaction. I don't know if you're, if you're being down on yourself for feeling that way, but you shouldn't, if, if you're not used to it, like there's almost no other way to respond except mm. surprise because it's surprise in the environment. <laughs> so, sure. yeah, so, I mean, just put yourself in that environment more mm-hmm. and, and you'll, you won't have that response because you'll start to, um, I think desensitize is the wrong word, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. just overall your shock factor will be desensitized because sure. it's used to it. Yeah. Cause you're getting to know people who are different than you are, which is the whole point of the show. Right. right. Yeah. If you close your eyes, I mean, it's the same. I mean, there right. may be a little bit of difference in the dialect, but so overall, I mean, it's, it's just another person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the most important thing to remember when you're talking to people who are different than you are in whatever capacity that looks like. This is mm-hmm. another human being with feelings and thoughts and emotions and a story that's very different than mine. And so how do right. I hear this person's story rather than project my own onto them? Yeah. And, and, and it's one of the things that, that people tend to appreciate about me is I, I'm very conscious to never put my thoughts or ideals or perspectives mm-hmm. on other people yeah. and so whenever I see anyone there's no judgment but mm-hmm. I look at what they give me and that's the only thing I look at. I don't fill in holes mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't do any of yeah. that I yeah. just strictly look at them and and I understand that it's okay to disagree and so mm-hmm. I can hear them and under like I can understand where someone is coming from and still disagree with them but sure. because I understand where they're coming from, mm-hmm. I now understand their thought process. And that mm-hmm. helps navigate conversations as well. Yeah. Because I understand them. So they're open to talking to me. Sure. 
And that's a great transition because our next listener question was a help me understand question. Um, And she wrote the N word. I know it's offensive as a white person to use it. I get that. Why do I still hear it in music? And why do I hear black people saying it to each other? So there's a lot of um, division amongst ourselves with that. Oh, interesting. Okay. So like myself, I don't use it. I, mm-hmm. I, and whenever someone uses it towards me, I correct them. Mm. I'm like, understand what it means. Yeah. I mean, I know what it's used for, but overall it means ignorant. You know, sure. so I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not ignorant. Yeah. And, but yeah. to, a, to a group, an, an older group specifically, maybe more than just that, but I know where it started with an older group where they they use it in, as in, in a way where all right, we're going to use it to take away the power from you using it. Mm. And that, that's their approach. I, sure. I don't necessarily agree. Sure. But but that was how they said, like, I guess, I mean, this is me guessing, not knowing, yeah, but course, I'm guessing that that for them, because they couldn't stop people from saying it because of the error, mm. it was sure. more so like, we're going to use it to mean this. Sure. And by us doing this, it's going to take the power away from the way that you want to use it. Sure. I was, yeah, I was thinking as you were talking about that, like even the term Christian, which I call myself, um, was originally a term of offense. And so they were being, they were, it was an offensive term, but they eventually just accepted it. This is who we're going to, what we're going to call ourselves. And I don't think it's quite the same thing, but it's similar that a concept that I can get my brain around. Right. There's there's a definition (laughs) and it was like, okay, we're like, so there was a period of time where I didn't necessarily say I was a Christian. I said I was mm-hmm. a follower of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a because, lot better. <laughs> <laughs> it was because of that. It was it was mm-hmm. because of the definition. It was also because I felt like um, it was a watered, like people look, people's perspective of it was a watered down version of what mm-hmm. it meant. And yeah. so I was like, okay, when I say I'm a Christian, this is the perception that people are going to have. Mm-hmm. And that's not correct so I'm going to identify myself as a follower of Christ Mm -hmm. to kind of combat what they're saying sure about so yeah yeah I feel that on a deep level especially right now there are a lot of Christians (laughs) I don't want to be associated with but that is not the point of this episode (laughs) (laughs) so do you think forgiveness is possible when it comes to race I think it's possible um but I there's a lot of shifts and hearts that has to occur mm. um because so I, i'll bring up the the vaccination um yeah. as a as a reference to, to sure. so a lot of people in my community mm-hmm. feel like the vaccination is a way to take us out mm. <laughs> because they, they don't sure. trust they don't trust sure. the government they look at history so it's like there are all these things that people don't that people want to ignore or feel like there's no validity there mm-hmm. And I, I myself don't necessarily prescribe to that. I, I'm not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I'm not vaccinated, and, I, and I've said this, I, I'm treating it the same way I treat a, an update on my phone. I'm like, okay, I don't want to update right away because let me see what everyone else goes through first. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then, I, you know, and, and so I hold off for it. Um, I won't say I think that there's something in there to kill us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll start saying, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Sure. But that's just not where my thought process is with it. Mm-hmm. But I can see why people who do think that way yeah. are, are like, I can see where they're, 
like kind of connecting the dots and say, well, this is another attempt to do this mm -hmm. because they've been trying to get rid of us yeah. all, you know, for this extended period of time anyway. Sure. And so it, it winds up where, you know, there we have these big discussions of, you know, unvaccinated people making things worse for the world. And it's like, I can kind of see where you're coming from with that, but it's not that black and white. Like mm. there's a lot that goes into that. And if you want to ignore one side, you can't necessarily expect them to pay attention to you and what you're trying to say. They're sure. going to want to ignore you back because yeah. <laughs> they feel ignored. Sure. So, yeah. Because the solution to listening is not ignoring. It's listening. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I, I brought that up just to say that, you know, it's like, I, I, I believe we can get there, you know, but you know, conversations like this have to happen. There's a, there's a lot of trust that has to yeah. be rebuilt, you yeah. know? Um, and, and from, so I understand that's on both sides mm. um, where, you know, there, there have been um, a lot of things that people in my community have done that create mistrust mm -hmm. as well. Um, and I, I, I can't say, like, I can say that a lot of that, I believe, stems from the, the, the what happened back with slavery mm -hmm. and just kind of situations people fell into and then what they felt they had to do. Not, not saying it's fine, but, you know, like all going to the root is how you fix things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so yeah. there's all this mistrust on both sides. And, and there's a lot of mistrust that's just built inside of a person or put inside of a person as they're mm -hmm. being raised. Yeah. And, and though that's the areas that we need to really attack to mm -hmm. build that trust because no relationship works without trust. Yeah, it's such your trust is vital. And so we have talked about race. We've talked about religion. We've talked about vaccination. We've talked about like most of the controversial topics. <laughs> so here's one more, um, the defunding the police thing. I don't get it. So I, I, so I had this conversation with a, a really close friend of mine and he, the way he spoke about it was different than it sounds. So what, what he was saying is, cause for me, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, shoot. <laughs> if, we, if we felt like we weren't really getting help, what do you think is going to happen? Now? Right. <laughs> you know? right. Um, and what he was saying is not necessarily, um, eliminate the police force but you know ha have things in check where they they don't there's more so of a of a um ah i'm trying to remember what they call it the the person that arrives on the scene like a bank robbery and they sure. have hostages mm -hmm. and so the first person that arrives to talk them out mm -hmm. negotiator so they negotiate well, sure it's, so a a highly trained negotiator is has to always arrive on the scene first so that they're assessing the situation before there's brute force are coming. Mm. Like they're on the way, but they take their orders from the negotiator. Oh, sure. Who's there assessing the situation. Mm -hmm. And so what he was saying is that um, not necessarily defund the police outright and eliminate them, but rebuild where the process is different so that people aren't killed for no reason. Yeah. Um, or as he said, so that our people aren't killed for no reason. 
you know, and and yeah. I I believe I I think there's a I think he's what he's saying is valid. I don't know how we get there, mm. um, but I I think just in and of itself how it sounds it's it's just it's just crazy to me <laughs> because yeah. because even though there are people in the force that can't be trusted there are still people in the force that can sure <laughs> you know and so and and those are the ones you know like when something happens and we have to call 911 mm -hmm. or we're flagging down an officer or something like like if that's not there i feel right. like it opens us up to more harm yeah yeah I think that's part of my struggle too. I'm like, I, I get that we need to make some major changes, you know, like what's going on right now is not acceptable. How do we do that? And I know that this is one of the ideas that's out there that I'm, I'm willing to get on board with. I just don't understand. Yeah. It, it's, it's almost like that saying, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know, when you think of the abuse that, you know, certain mm -hmm. people yeah, have had mm -hmm. to them, there's no difference. Right. So they're like, whether they're like, okay, the police did this to me or mm. the police did this to my family. Sure. So, I mean, they're not really there anyway, at least not in the capacity to help me. Yeah. So if they don't, so yeah, cut the funding because they're not doing anything for me anyway. Sure. I, sure. I just think that's, I just think that's too small of a scale to look at because mm -hmm. on a broader scale, you know, there are a lot of families who have been saved because of the police. Sure. <laughs> and if they weren't there, then you know they wouldn't have been saved. Yeah. But it yeah. just takes it just takes calmer, cooler heads mm -hmm. to 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 you know like I hate to say this, um, but to remove the emotion, at least to an extent, yeah, to really logically think it through. Um, mm -hmm. something that's that's gonna help. Cause I, I just don't see a way where that helps more than it hurts right to me that just hurts a lot more <laughs> yeah yeah that's valid that's very valid and i would love to see a way that's going to help more than it hurts and that's going to make a difference for everybody and especially for for the minority communities who aren't being properly supportive right now right so what have i not asked you yet that you want to talk about um so i i guess i would say um it's 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 easy for me you know it's it's easy for me to say hey you know find someone willing to have these conversations yeah. and and have have a conversation with them mm. but that's that's me on this side you know right. <laughs> on right. your side is different and yeah. so it's it's it almost becomes um out, outside of of you doing what you're doing there's there's your listeners and you know they mm -hmm. want to do something right and it's like okay how how do we um allow them to put themselves in a position where they sure. can be effective without being harmed mm. along the way yeah because i think i think that's i think that's a real thing that happens sometimes yeah where you know where where we take it the wrong way mm -hmm. and we lash out mm, and, sure. and everything was coming from a good place but we just didn't recognize it sure uh, and 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 that that's a real thing. So it's like, okay, how can we have a conversation to help people avoid that, but still mm -hmm. show that they're they're willing to um, stand with mm -hmm. with us and and and, yeah. and and try to stop what's been happening. Mm -hmm. 
Do you have an answer to that question of how can somebody start the conversation? I think you, I think the best way to do it is, is if you have a, a close friend, mm -hmm. I think the conversation starts with them and then seeing if they can bring some people to the conversation mm. because at that point now there's an there's an introduction you yeah. know there's a there's a, a trust transfer mm -hmm. you know so like if if I was to talk to someone and say hey you should join Katie's show mm -hmm. like where well I'll be more specific if I was to talk to a specific friend hey sure. you should jump on Katie's show it would be different than if you reached out to him and he would sure. be like uh what, right. what, what is she trying to accomplish? Yeah, like, what, yeah. What is she really trying to do? <laughs> right, absolutely. Like, mm -hmm. And so I think that I think that's a good way to now um, not just have that conversation with more people, yeah. but also build trust and show that you're willing to stand mm -hmm. because you're going this route of bringing a larger community of people together yeah. to have this discussion and actually discuss how to fix things. Mm -hmm. um, I used to have a show yeah. <laughs> a podcast a long time ago I did I did with a few friends from church and that mm -hmm. was literally the purpose of the the podcast mm. it was it was the love on display network oh sure and, and we wanted to bridge the gap between believers and non-believers because mm. we both have problems we both have yeah. issues mm -hmm. and unfortunately what most people do is they just get together and talk about the problems but not necessarily how to solve them yeah. And so that's what we were trying to do with the podcast. We were trying to like, bring up the problems that we both have mm -hmm. and just see, okay, we both have these problems. This is the common ground. Now let's spend yeah. some time talking about how to overcome it. Yeah. That's so good. And that's the whole reason Have Hope Will Travel exists and why it started to exist. I was originally listening to a friend who was Jewish complain about what it was like to be Jewish in December. And I was like, more <laughs> people need to hear this voice. And so brought her on the show had a conversation with a friend about race and was like, oh, more people need to hear this because I said something stupid is how it started. Um, learned from it, brought her on the show so other people could learn from my mistake there too. And that's that's the way it starts. One conversation at a time with the people that you have access to. Well, 52 conversations now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a thing. <laughs> so where do we go from here, Leonard? If we want to learn more, do you have any good resources for us? So <laughs> my friend would say, uh, not the United States news. Valid. Yeah. Me, me, I mean, there's there's all there's all kinds of places where you can um you can kind of see the conversations. Um there's some, you know, there's there's uh Facebook groups um can be seen. Um actually what might you know work a lot is 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 doing a podcast like this but with someone of color mm. and 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 that's the purpose of the podcast so now you have you know both sides there sure that's something that people are drawn to mm -hmm. um or starting a facebook group i would i would suggest before starting the facebook group just kind of lingering in some other facebook groups that are talking yeah. about these things yeah um and 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 get and taking that information to decide what's the best route for you to take because sure. everyone has you know everyone is is different in the way that they they speak the way that they receive things mm -hmm. and everything so you know i may say oh you should do this but it's not necessarily in alignment with who you are 
but because you really genuinely care you try to go that route and sure. then it just doesn't work out the way you want it to sure um, so just like doing research in groups what they're talking about mm-hmm. understand that they're probably going to say a lot of things that's are, that's are going to make you feel bad sure. Sure. <laughs> but you're not there to have that conversation you're more so there to see what conversations they're having right and that also will show you okay, when they have this particular conversation, mm-hmm. they don't seem as enraged. Mm. So maybe this is a point where I can, I can come in sure. or, or this is something I can talk about uh, with some friends or sure. on, on a podcast or something. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Do you know of any good books or podcasts that we could read or listen to? Um, good books. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> Not really, okay. um, but but it's it's just so in my space um, where I'm I'm doing a lot of business and marketing. The mostly what I consume is church business or marketing. Sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> what what I would say is is as a gentleman, uh, he's one of my mentors. His name is Myron Golden. Um, he has a Facebook group called uh, Bible success secrets i believe okay um i'll send it to you afterwards yeah we'll put it in the show notes Mm -hmm. um but he what i think overall just from a mindset place Mm -hmm. i think he would have a lot of things that would that would be helpful to everyone he's 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 on the business side but he says everything he talks about comes from a biblical perspective Mm. And that's why I think it would be helpful because the different things he covers really work on you and your personal development. Sure. And I think if you're doing that, you know, you'll also understand other people's personal development in other places where they have hangups and allow a a free flowing conversation between you. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. Leonard, would you be willing to pray for us? Sure, definitely. (laughs) Cool. All right. So Lord, I, I thank you for this time with Katie. I'm so glad that we had this conversation. Um, I thought it would be a good conversation, but I mean, hey, you know how <laughs> things go, God. <laughs> it, it, it was a, a, a great experience and always seeing that you have people out here that, that care, that, that are genuine, that truly want to move in a way that that reflects you and your heart, God. So thank you for the heart that you've given her. Thank you for this time. I pray that everyone who who's listening, who has listened, uh, that they're able to pull away nuggets from, from this conversation that allow them to navigate through life in a, in a way that brings them closer to the desire that you have for them and the type of communication that you want them to have with others so that we all continue to move forward in the plan that you place for us to have with our destiny, with our purpose, Father God. So thank you for that and just ask you to continue to to show us the tools that you've already given us so we can effectively move forward and do those things that are pleasing to your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was so good. So I've got one question for you. It's kind of a fun one. If you could be any inanimate object, what would you be and why? An inanimate object? Ooh, okay. Um, So... (laughs) So the first thought was a house mm. um, because there's so many rooms, so many things you can see sure. um, in the house. 
And um, just just on a, as a side note, uh, kind of based on, on what you asked, this is what yeah. popped in my head. Yeah. Um, there there there's a an, an artist. Um, I I know at times he's placed in the the Christian rap category, but he's not necessary. Mm -hmm. um, but he has a song called Mansions, and his mm -hmm. story is really sad, uh, especially you know, the way he lost his mom and everything. But this this song was so powerful to me because he was talking about basically a, a house in his head and it was a mansion and all the rooms held feelings of things that happened to him in his life. Mm. And it was it was it, it was touching because, you know, he like he was going through like what each room stood for. And then sure. he got to a room that was like locked and 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 barred up boarded up mm -hmm. and he was talking about how how like no one goes in there and, and but he was the one in there mm. and so he started realizing that what was trying to keep him locked in mm -hmm. he had to release and let go of because the only reason he he was stuck in this house he realized was was himself Wow. And so when you when when you said that and it made me think of a house and because there's so much to see and observe mm -hmm. and take in, it made me think of that of that yeah. song. Yeah. Who's it who's it by? Uh NF. NF. The okay. letters N, N as in Nancy, F as in Frank. <laughs> Sounds like a powerful song. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. It it's it's touching and heartbreaking. Sure. <laughs> Um, sure. when you when you know his story because you start piecing things together and it's like, it's like man like that is tough mm. um, and for a while because you know there's when you're when when you're when you're famous you know you look at what got you there and you feel like you have to repeat that and uh, one of the things that really brought a lot of light to him was how passionate he was about expressing the things that he was going through because a lot of people go through those things so it was like sure. he was their voice and so for a period of time I was like man like I hear it I understand but you gotta break out of it because mm. like every album was like that and it was like okay now I'm wondering if you're stuck there and you can't even sure. can't really get out of it um until he got an album where you know he was it was almost like okay um NF is the person um those are his initials and um that was the person then mm. and now he's going by his full name um sure and that album where it was like okay i'm getting rid of that because i'm i'm moving forward and i and i've overcome those things sure. so it was really refreshing to see like oh okay he's not stuck there. he has moved forward yeah <laughs> oh, that's good that's so good well Leonard, thank you so much for your time today this has been really helpful for me i know it's helpful to our listeners i have learned a lot and it's been great to just have a, a no pressure place to have these kinds of conversations. So thank you so much for your willingness to um, look at me, a white woman and go, Hey, I've got some things that I can teach her in a way that's not going to be um, hurtful or offensive or anything like that. And so thank you so much for your time today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank, um, thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. I am so grateful that Leonard offered to come on the show, to be asked the hard questions, the questions that are uncomfortable, the questions that we don't feel like we can ask anywhere else. And I'm so grateful that you chose to listen to this show. 
I hope that you learned something. I hope that you felt challenged, encouraged, and even in some ways unified. I love his point that unity is beneficial to everyone, that hate holds us all back. So what does it look like to step towards unity in your world today? Because even if you're not experiencing what's happening, it's still happening. And so how do you listen? How do you listen to learn? How do you listen to their voices without trying to insert your own? We've all got a lot to learn and continue to learn. That's why Have Hope Will Travel exists, because we're never going to stop learning. We're never going to stop hearing other stories and other perspectives. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. That's how you'll know when a new episode comes. They're usually about every two weeks. It would mean a lot if you would leave a review as well. It's how friends like Leonard know that it's safe to share their story here. Big thanks for listening, my friend. I appreciate you more than you know. And I hope that you have a great rest of your week. (laughs) 